Here's a blast from the past. First of all, good to have you. But safety Morgan Burnett. Remember that name? He's going to sign a one-day contract. He wants to retire as a Green Bay Packer. He was with the team from 2010 to, to, uh, to 2017. He was on this team when they won a Super Bowl and uh, has decided to retire from the game. He was originally selected in the third round going back to 2010, coming out of Georgia Tech, started all 102 regular season games in all 11 postseason games. He played in with the Packers, and uh, they won the NFC North five times while he was there, and they also won a Super Bowl. Um, the I, I guess the Super Bowl is is the big daddy, obviously, but one of the more infamous plays for Morgan Burnett was when he picked off Russell Wilson in 2014. And... Um, then, you know, Julius Peppers was yelling at him to go down, and he did. Otherwise, I think the Packers win that game. They find themselves in the Super Bowl, and I think at that point in time they win. I think they were heading in with a, a head of momentum. Big head of steam going into the postseason had they won that ball game. So, but Morgan Burnett... Uh, not signing with anybody. He's going to sign a one-day contract with uh, the Green Bay Packers to officially retire as a Packer. So there you go. 877-867-1670. Find us if you choose to do so. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, got a lot of stuff today. Uh, we'll get you caught up as the Packers' cuts continue. And we'll get you caught up here at the bottom of the hour. Ben Kenny's going to give us all the latest. Unless something else happens... Unless something large happens, we'll keep the the cuts coming and keep you up to date. Uh, we've had a trade between the Eagles and the Saints that's gone down today. And uh, we'll continue on coming up here in just a bit. Uh, Rico Gafford, by the way, has now been cut. Rico Gafford has now been cut by the Green Bay Packers. They are now down to 10. 10 more they have to cut loose. 10 more they have to cut loose today to get down to the mandatory amount uh, by 3 o'clock this afternoon as well. So uh, also coming up here in about 15 minutes, we are going to uh, we are going to talk with Zach Heilprin. And Zach is going to give us the latest update on uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, obviously now without a true backup uh, quarterback with any experience. Chase Wolf having a knee injury and having to have surgery, season-ending surgery, so his season is over. So now what for the Wisconsin Badgers? And Ben, uh, from what I understand, the expanded edition now becomes in play for Kenny and Halpern, right? Indeed. We are now Tuesday and Thursday, tonight from 6 to 7, and then Thursdays we are from 5 to 6 p.m. We're going to be live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie with different special guests every week. We have one set for Thursday. Don't believe we have announced it yet. But I, I'm pumped. I mean, college football is my favorite thing in the world, and I'm thrilled to be back in the swing. Well, there you go. So, and uh, and Wednesday, by the way. So, the huddles for those of you that traditionally listen in on a Thursday night, the huddles have been moved to Wednesday all season long. Every Wednesday night, uh, all with the exception of the week of September. Oh God, it's coming up. As a matter of fact. 
September. Uh, there is no huddle the week of the 12th, September 12th. Other than that, uh, we have got 20-something weeks of huddles every Wednesday night all the way through Super Bowl. So uh, this coming Wednesday, coming up to, uh, well, tomorrow, I can't believe it's already Tuesday, but I was off yesterday, obviously. But tomorrow night, a special edition. It is, we are gonna, not only are we brought to you by Bud Light, but we are going to be live at the Budweiser Pavilion, Pavilion at the State Fair Park to close out the uh, live music season outdoors. But tomorrow night is also Fisher House, Wisconsin night. So uh, we can't wait to get out there. They're going to do a little bit for Fisher House, Wisconsin. We're going to do the show there. I'm hoping, i got to talk to him. I haven't talked to him yet. I was, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, hey, is Mike Clemens coming out? So I'm going to see if I can't coax Mike Clemens to come out and join us tomorrow evening uh, from 6 to 8 out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. And we'll feed him some cheese curds and everything that's bad for your system. And we'll sit down and hopefully sit at one of the picnic tables. It looks like the weather is going to be spectacular. So I'm thinking instead of going inside the Goose Island Ale House, I'm thinking tomorrow we're going to broadcast live from a picnic table sitting across from the Budweiser Pavilion with the fans. We're going to sit out with the fans tomorrow night and hang out and have a lot of fun. So it should be entertaining, to say the very least. Not only is football discussion and roster discussion and such pertinent tomorrow night, but tomorrow night also we're going to uh, we're going to have a good time hanging out. So come on out, enjoy the music. It's the Toys Revisited tomorrow night. In addition to that, also we're going to have the Huddle, and it's, it's Fisher House, Wisconsin night. So there you go. Um, what else do we have here for you? This is, uh, we got a couple of different ones. This is from Kurt. Kurt says, uh, can you run over the cuts? Is it true that they've cut both of their running backs? Well, they, they, uh, the Green Bay Packers earlier today cut Tyler Goodson and Dexter Williams. Uh, I have been, did they, they didn't cut Patrick Taylor, did they, or did they? No, not as of now. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. So I haven't seen it anyway. I haven't seen anything roll across my screen that says they uh, that they have cut Patrick Taylor. So some people are asking me, but I haven't seen it. I nothing official anyway that I've seen yet. But so right now, if you want to go through the uh, the cuts, you've got quarterback Danny Etling, running back Tyler Goodson, running back Dexter Williams, wide receiver Jawan Winfrey, Ishmael Hyman, the wide receiver, Sal Canella, Elise Mack. Uh, Jack Heflin, Chris Slayton, uh, Kiel Byers, uh, Sean Davis to safety, uh, Devontae Cross to safety, Keandre Thomas, and Kavian Ento have all been cut loose. So there you go. Right now you've got uh, Jordan Love as your backup. So, yes, he and he's not going anywhere. We all know that. That's not happening. Um... This is from Chris, who says, what is the wide receiver room going to look like for the Green Bay Packers, and will they keep extra until somebody finally starts to show that they have the number one capability? No, I just think that they've always either wanted six or seven. That's just, you may be partially right, but I feel they've always wanted six or seven. That's what I've always believed. Um because they've always liked that depth at wide receiver. And when you don't have this mass stable of guys, 
you t- kind of take the shotgun approach. You get as many guys as you can that can contribute so you can just keep rotating bodies in and out. That's what they like to do. So, and you've got enough contact on this team. And by that, I mean with guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield, tight end position, wide receiver position, slot receiver position. You've got enough contacts to throw to that I don't think that this offense is really going. Some people are, man, I was watching the four-letter network the other day over the weekend. Uh, It was the NFL live show, and they're just talking about the stagnation of the Packers offense. It's going to take them a long time to get it together. I don't think, look, I don't think they're going to win game one. If they do, it's icing on the cake to me, okay, over in uh, Minnesota. And I know that's, you know, pain to a lot of people's ears, and I understand that. But it may take a little bit to kind of get things going. It always does for this song. I don't know why, but it just does. Very rarely have we seen this. Now, then again, the last time they opened up the season in, in Minnesota, they smoked them offensively. But I, I just, it's always taken this team a while offensively to get going. At least it did under Mike McCarthy. But it, it's, it just takes a little rhythm, especially when you don't have quarterbacks, wide receivers, offensive linemen all playing in the preseason. They're just going through practice snaps against guys that really don't want to hurt them. Whereas in the regular season, there's a lot of people that don't give two dams. They, they want to run you over. So I, it just takes them a little while. Um, this is from Matt. Matt says, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have his best season. Did you see they chose him third in the top 100 of the NFL? But he's been third the last couple of years, too. Maybe he has a good season. I. That's a lot to make up for Devontae Adams. A lot to ask. Now, on the other hand, you can say you, you got Elton Jenkins back. It looks like Bakhtiari is going to be back. Your offensive line, knock on wood, you know, barring mass injury, is really strong. Is really strong. So, I... I'm I'm thinking that it's it could be an offense that's better. It could be better numbers for Aaron Rodgers. But the reason, look, Tom Brady, even though some people say, well, you know, he missed 11 days and he's not going to be Tom Brady if you heard his post-game press conference over the weekend, and I did, uh, and Brady looks a little thin. Anybody else notice that? He looked thin, man. I don't know what he's – I mean, he's always – He's never been like a big bulky dude, but he looks thin. Ben, did you notice that thin in the face? No, actually, I don't think I've seen a picture of him since he's come back. Yeah, I uh, he looks a little thin in the face. But that being said, the guy threw for the most yards in the NFL last year. So uh, gr- give it to him. I mean, even though he's still forty-five years old, last year at forty-four, he threw for the most yards in the NFL. But to me, who cares? Who, who cares? My buddy Chris says he finally looks old, meeting Tom Brady. I don't know about old. He just looked thinner. He he looked, at, at 45, you don't look frail, but he looked thin in that postgame presser. Tired. Now, granted, it's after a game, and he never does look like Tom Terrific, but he just looked different. But... Today comes out fire and says he's ready to go. You know, everything uh, everything's good. Uh, wouldn't allude to what was going on in the personal life and why he needed Tom uh, time away, but everything's good, he says. So, oh, well, 
We'll see what Tom Brady has the capability of doing. But I, I still think, I would agree with you, I still think that you could have a terrific year out of Aaron Rodgers. I think you could have a, a, a surprising year out of Aaron Rodgers. But that's only if what he has around him doesn't have to be great and supersede expectations. It just has to be consistent, if that makes sense. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk to Zach Heilprin, uh, sports director out of the Zone in Madison, part of the Kenny and Heilprin show. Time to take a delve into the Wisconsin Badgers as the Badgers are on the uh, cusp of starting their season for 2022. And uh, they rank number 18 in the country coming into the season. Will they be able to stay tuned? A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show on this Tuesday edition, Tuesday, August 30th. Can't believe we're almost out of August. On one hand, I love football. On the other hand, makes me sad. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. put a package together for the golf outing yesterday and uh, they stepped up right away them in the four seasons island resort and they said look we'll give uh, a, a winery tour a uh, private tasting and such with winemaker jake and uh, whatever it is you guys need we'll do it for fisher house wisconsin for uh, can't say thanks enough to forgotten fire winery ask for them by name whether it's in a grocery store, uh, if you're going to a liquor store, a wine store, maybe you're traveling up to Peshtigo, Wisconsin, or near that area, stop in. It's Forgotten Fire Winery. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. They are award-winning, but uh, they really don't care about the awards. All they care about, actually, is the ability to uh, to make some good wines that you just enjoy. And whether you like ice in it or red to wine with fish or whatever it happens to be, just enjoy it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy, especially this time of year as people are kind of gathering around the fire pits and such outside, and maybe it's a glass of wine, watching a game, whatever it happens to be. Just enjoy yourself. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. Again, ForgottenFireWinery.com up in Peshtigo. Uh, let's do this. Let's now uh, change our sights from uh, Packers over to Badgers. Zach Heilprin, sports director for WOZN out in Madison, part of the uh, Kenny and Heilprin show as well, uh, joining us on the hotline. Zach, how you doing, pal? Doing great. So uh, give me, first and foremost, with uh, Wolf going down, who is the backup quarterback to Graham Mertz, Chase Wolf having the uh, season-ending knee surgery, now what? Yeah, uh, it, it's tough. I, I think Wisconsin was probably going to be in, not in great shape if, if Graham Mertz went down just because Chase has had trouble holding on to the ball. But uh, it does obviously now lead to have some guys that have never played a college game before uh, deacon hill would figure to be the the next guy in uh redshirt freshman out of california big guy big arm struggled with with accuracy at thomas and decision making that we got to see in spring but i think he'd probably be the first one in and then then there's miles burkett the true freshman 
out of Franklin, uh, led Franklin to a state title last year in Division One, and uh, you know I think he's he's a solid player, but we haven't seen a ton of him. Uh, he does have the advantage of uh, having come in um, uh, coming in early, uh, you know, and so there there is a little bit of that uh, to him, but I. I think it's going to be Deacon Hill if, if Graham were to go down. And, and even Deacon Hill on Saturday night, assuming Wisconsin blows Illinois State out of the, the water like they're supposed to. So let's talk about – we talk a lot about the running back position, which I, I think justifies and is warranted. Braylon Allen, Chesmalusi. Um, it, it's great to have one guy, but they've got two guys who legitimately can not only break plays open – but can run for a lot of yards throughout the season. What is the balance going to be in your thoughts? Yeah, that's a. I think that's going to be a fascinating thing to see how it plays out because we saw at the end of last year, Brandon Allen get run down pretty well. I mean, that, when when Ches Malusi went down against Rutgers, it became the Braylon Allen show because they didn't have Malusi, they didn't have Isaac Garendo, they couldn't really trust at that point Julius Davis. So it was it was Braylon Allen show, and I thought he wore down towards the end of last season. We saw it against Minnesota. So I think. You know, we'll see how they want to play this, but I think, you know, there's going to be a a pretty healthy share, at least to start the season. Uh, Braylon Allen's your clear number one, but if you could get Ches Malusi, what, 10 carries a game, and maybe even Isaac Arendo uh, into the five to seven carry per range, and you're able to uh, allow Braylon Allen not to have to carry as much load as he did at the end of last year, it's significant for them. And, And again, I think they have three guys that could be really good running backs in, in Allen, Malusi, and in Garendo, and we'll see how they want to use him. I, I think that's going to be something that we'll see play out on, on Saturday night, the, the first time to kind of see where new running backs coach Al Johnson wants to, to have that at this point. Let's take a look at the wide receiver position because we have not seen a, a dearth of talent, this mass amount of guys that run 4-3 and can catch the football and become true weapons for the quarterback play uh, of the Wisconsin Badgers. So tell me about the wide receiver position. Obviously, Bell and company, they're guys that we've seen, been there, done that. But on the other hand, although uh, Bell is a redshirt freshman, but these guys, we've heard the names, but who's going to be the standout? Yeah, I think uh, Chimray DK has a chance to be their true number one wide receiver, the, the best true number one wide receiver they've had since since Quintez Cephas, he's got that type of ability. The kid out of out of Walkshaw Jr. He's played a ton of football. He's been the, I mean, he he ended up having to start a bunch of games in 2020 as a true freshman. Was the number three guy last year behind Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor. I think he's ready to to stand up. He had a great spring. A little bit of a quiet fall, though. We didn't get to see a ton of practices, so I don't know if that was a consistent thing. But the young talent in the room is is what's so exciting. You mentioned Skylar Bell. He made plays every time we saw him. They've got Dean Ingram moving over from. Uh, cornerback to uh, the wide receiver room, and he's a in a slot. He just feels like he's, he's got a knack for getting open in the middle of the field. Behind those guys, you know, Marcus Allen and Keontes Lewis, it's a really interesting and I think talented group. I think it has more talent, and, and the group as a whole is better than what they've had uh, the last couple of years. And so, you know, again, we'll see how it plays out. You're, as you said, that we haven't necessarily seen all of them outside of uh, Chimray do something consistently, but I have uh, very, very – uh, big expectations for that group as a whole. Tight end position. Is Cundiff the go-to guy? He is. He, we had talked to him yesterday, and he said, I asked him what his goal was, and he's like, I want to be the best, one of the best tight ends in the country. And, and I'm sure some people will laugh at that, being like, I mean, he hasn't done anything. But he has he has the ability to, to both be a blocker. It's kind of what he was known for when he came here. But he has turned into a, uh, a pretty good receiver as well. Uh, they, they joke with him. He's 
big play clay is what Graham Mertz called him yesterday. Um, I, I do. I mean, he had the second longest catch of any player on the team last year. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he did. It was 40, 40 something yards against Notre Dame. He's all the way back from that, that nasty leg injury. I think he's uh, a complete guy that can probably do pretty much everything that Wisconsin needs him to. And that's going to be, you know, Hayden Rucci is more of your blocking tight end. Colt Dockovich is a blocking tight end. Jalen Franklin and Jack Eschenbach, probably more your receiving guys, but Clay Cundiff, I think, is the guy that has the ability to do pretty much anything that you need him to do. Then the offensive line. We know it all starts up front. The offensive line last year had its moments, and then at times they did not look like they had any moments at all. I, you know, it was a little <laughs> bit uh, – It was. It was. put it this way, it wasn't what we're accustomed to when it comes to Wisconsin offensive line play. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure it wasn't. And they have made some changes, not just uh, at the players, but at the coaches. Uh, Joe Rudolph no longer at Wisconsin. He's out of Virginia Tech. They brought Bob Bostead back from the defensive side of the ball to coach the offensive line. Last time he was the offensive line coach at Wisconsin was 2010 and 2011, and those were two of the best offensive lines that Wisconsin's ever had. So they're hoping to maybe get that back. They have, a, they have uh, one guy, one starter back at the same spot from last year. That's Joe Titman at center. Otherwise, you know, they've, they've moved, they have some starters back. They just moved them around. Jack Nelson's your starting left tackle. Michael Beach, who was the left tackle, is your left guard. Uh, Michael Ferdinand, senior, who's waited his turn as the right guard. And then Riley Mallman beat out five-star uh, tackle Logan Brown to be the right tackle. Um, they have some great depth there, too. Uh, Milwaukee area kid and Joe Brunner is uh, the backup at left guard. He's a true freshman. Um, they've got a five-star backup at left tackle in, in Nolan Rucci. They, they have recruited extremely, extremely well at that spot. Um, so I think even if they were to lose a guy or two, um, certain spots were probably more deeper than others. But on paper, Bill, this has a chance to be a much better group than the last two years. But, again, that's only on paper. and It doesn't really matter <laughs> on paper right. until they go out and show it, right? How much does Ingram tinker with? I'm not going to say change because they're never going to change what their identity is. But how much does he tinker with the offense in the sense of being – Pro style downfield passing, maybe a little bit of riding the side every now and then, maybe mixing things up, some motion, things like that. I think that there's going to be changes. Uh, when we talked to these guys in the spring, kind of asked them, like, would the average fan recognize the differences? And they said no. But I think that there is, there are going to be some changes. And I, I here's my hope is that they, uh, they closed off so many practices of, to us here in the fall that. There's going to be some significant changes that people are all going to recognize and that type of stuff, and they've just been trying to hold that back. And maybe we won't even see that Monday or, excuse me, Saturday night uh, because of it. But I do think there, there's, uh, you know, some more some more tosses, some more, um, uh, you know, motion, as you mentioned, some, some different pass routes, maybe some more shots down the field out of the slot. We saw that a bunch in the spring. I think there – I do think there are going to be some – changes i don't know if we'll see those saturday night uh i still think it's going to be one of those things that we're gonna have to see play out because they did not show much in, in the practices open to the media um now defensively speaking we know the defense has been somewhat of a staple and they've been so good and it doesn't matter all of a sudden the names it's like plug and play and somebody from the outside linebacking position becomes famous so you tell me how good is this defense <laughs> going to be is this the backbone of this team it is and i, I I've, I've gone on record and said this, and I'll say it again. I, I think this defense has a chance to be as good as last year's defense. And that last year's defense was ranked number one in the country in total yards and set a record for rushing defense in school history. They lose eight starters off of that, and yet I still think they do. I mean, their defensive line, led by Keanu Benton, is going to be, uh, I think, better than they were last year. The outside linebackers, Nick Herbig, 
probably going to be a double-digit sack guy, a guy that has a real good chance of, uh, you know, this being his last year in college and then heading off to the NFL. Um, and then the outside, other outside linebacker spot, I think they, Bill, I think they have five guys that can start an outside linebacker, um, but it's going to be C.J. Getz. And then Daryl Peterson's the one I would really watch out for, the name that probably is going to jump up and grab people's attention at outside linebacker. They, they replaced their entire secondary with, uh, or at least their corners, with um, transfers. And Jay Shaw and Cedric Dort, Justin Clark, all those guys in the two deep. Alexander Smith has dealt with a little bit of an injury at corner this year or this this fall camp, but um, Jim Leonard thinks he's been their was their best guy uh, throughout spring. Safety John Torchio and, and and Hunter Waller, a little bit of depth issue there, uh, though they certainly you know added a bunch of guys uh, this off season. The big question is inside linebacker, where you lose Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel. Are the uh, are the replacements going to be able to at least do their job and i think they've got a star in, in jordan turner he's a sophomore who's gonna i think i think really be the next big guy there and they've got some other bodies there too but jordan turner i think is gonna be the headliner so uh i i know defensively speaking they're gonna be good but let's look at the rest of the big 10 real quick i know that notre dame plays ohio state game one ohio state is expected to beat the hell out of notre dame and probably be the cream of the crop but throughout the rest of the big 10 uh, I said, look, I, until Michigan State does exactly what they're supposed to do, I don't believe in Michigan State. I don't believe in Nebraska. Uh, I think one of their tougher games is going to be over against Iowa. I, Penn State's always hit or miss. So is is it Ohio State, Michigan, and then whom in the Big Ten? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. We, we talked about the entire team, right? Um, and we didn't talk about the quarterback, like the starting quarterback for Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that is the the biggest deciding factor for the Badgers as to whether they are a Big Ten contender or not. Can Graham Mertz make the steps that are necessary to at least leave uh, keep Wisconsin in games? I mean, he had ten interceptions. I should say ten touchdowns, eleven interceptions last year. That's not good enough. He's got to be better. He's got to be more consistent. The passing game has to be more consistent because if you put that together with what we think they have in the run game and what we think they have on defense, they're definitely in the conversation for being uh, uh, in the running for not just the Big Ten West, but maybe jumping up and shocking Ohio State. They've been, in the, they've been there 2017, 2019. They were right there to win those games, couldn't get it done. But Graham Mertz is the difference. If he has made strides, and I think he's made some, I don't know how big those strides are. I want to see him against an actual opponent with a pulse. But if he does, then I think Wisconsin is right there with those, those other two teams. If he doesn't, I mean, I don't. It, it's very hard for me to sit here and say that Wisconsin – can, can go to Ohio State or go to Michigan State or even go to Iowa, uh, maybe even Northwestern. Like, there, there are a lot of tough road games. I don't know without him playing at a better level whether they can go and win on the road in those situations. So um, it'll come down to him. And if, it does, if it's not, then the, the West is wide open. I think a lot of people think the West is wide open already uh, with Iowa and Minnesota and even maybe even Northwestern. I know some people aren't fans of Ben <clears throat> Kenny. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, – there is, there's a number of teams in the in the West that I think maybe jump up and are able to grab that spot if, if Graham Mertz is not the quarterback that they need him to be. Always good to talk to you, Zach. Looking forward to the weekend and getting college football officially underway. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, Bill. Thank you. There you go. That's our buddy Zach Heilprin, sports director, WOZN in Madison, giving us a lowdown on the Wisconsin Badgers and the Big Ten, taking a full look at this football team as the Badgers get ready uh, to open play this weekend coming up at Camp Randall. Let's step away. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll update you for all the Packers cuts and all the big news 
in the NFL. So stick around and stay tuned for that. We got it all coming up, coming up here shortly. Stay tuned. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wabam. W A B A M. Go to getwabam.com. That is get wabam.com whether it's cleaning products uh, industrial janitorial for your home or maybe some products like things for your motorcycle your boat your car shining things up ceramics and such all of that product uh, information is at wabam go to getwabam.com that is getwabam.com again getwabam.com they sh- can ship directly to you and they're right here in the state of Wisconsin in Colgate Wisconsin as a matter of fact again go to get g e t get wabam w a b a m getwabam.com more of the Bill Michael show next covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone radio network Welcome. Enjoying the day. Glad to have you back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Ten years. You can lock it in right now. Ten years, 2.99%. Get your whole house done right now and get it all measured up. And as the cold winds get ready to blow, and I mean really cold coming into the uh, winter months, your house is going to be economical. It's going to be more valuable. It's going to be more beautiful. And uh, I can't say enough about the installation and the process and the warranties of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Again, PellaWI.com, or just simply call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. So uh, on this cut-down day in the NFL, we got to uh, take a look as to what's going on, not only in our own backyard for the Green Bay Packers, but any major moves along the way. Ben, hit the music. It's time to get everybody caught up as to what's going on uh, around the rest of the NFL and here in our own backyard. So give us the rundown. So, Bill, as of this moment, the following players have been released by the Packers, uh, many of whom we have talked about. Danny Etling, quarterback at running back Dexter Williams and Tyler Goodson, wide receiver Jawan Winfrey, tight end Elise Mack and Sal Canella, and then on the defensive side, defensive linemen Akil Byers, Jack Heflin, and Chris Slayton, linebacker Ty Summers, cornerbacks KB Enento, Keandre Thomas, Rico Gafford, and safeties Devontae Cross and Sean Davis. And again, Kylan Hill running back starting the season on the pup list. No news yet on Mason Crosby. In terms of NFL-wide, there was a big trade earlier. The Philadelphia Eagles traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Saints, uh, safety cornerback. Uh, They cut two safeties before doing that. In terms of notable releases, my guy Jack Cohn cut from the Colts. They kept Sam Ellinger, Texas product instead. The Colts also released running back Philip Lindsay. Uh, many thought he maybe could make an impact there behind Jonathan Taylor. The Chiefs have released wide receiver Josh Gordon and defensive lineman Danny Shelton. The Bills, tight end OJ Howard and running back Duke Johnson. The Bears, wide receiver Daz Newsom. The Buccaneers, wide receiver Tyler Johnson. The Browns, quarterback Josh Rosen. Uh, and only because it's the Packers and their special teams are special. The Bengals uh, long snapper Cal Adamitis was released. If the Packers want to go in a different direction, a couple more Vikings quarterback Kellen Mond 
If you remember the the Mike Zimmer press conference clip talking about how he's seen enough from him a couple years ago right. after he was a fourth-round pick, he has been released. The Dolphins running back Sony Michelle released. Wide receiver Laquan Treadwell from the Jaguars. The Lions cut linebacker Gerard Davis, former first-round pick. The Dallas Cowboys in an interesting move, keeping one quarterback, Dak Prescott, on the roster. Cooper Rush and Will Greer both released today. Uh, and then a couple more moves. The Ravens signed former Raiders running back Kenyon Drake with uh, Gus Edwards starting on the pup list behind J.K. Dobbins there. The Washington Commanders have cut former Wisconsin wide receiver Alex Erickson. And the Broncos have cut Josh Johnson, who has played on 14 NFL teams. There you have it. That is everything that is gone of any significance today for the Packers around the rest of the NFL. And the Packers, as uh, our math goes, I believe have 10 more cuts to make. And, uh, you know, I'm still getting a lot of questions about Mason Crosby. Uh, by the way, the whole thing, and I had mentioned this earlier because I had a couple of uh, people that had mentioned it, but the, the Danny Davis stuff, stop. Uh, you know, first of all, at best, he's going to be a practice squad guy. At best. Beyond that, right now, don't care. I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. It's just that Packers cut him a while ago. Can they bring him back? Yes, but for the most part, everybody's gripping onto that because he's a Wisconsin guy. But just stop. I'm not being a jerk. I'm just simply saying that right now there's bigger fish to fry. You know, if he finds his way onto a squad, great. You know, he's, there's still opportunities there. But as of right now, it's just gotta, time to, you got to move on. You can't just hang on to guys because they played in your own backyard. So, um, by the way, the Falcons, I think you mentioned this, uh, safety uh, Henry Black, uh, former Packer, also being released today. Just an FYI. Uh, and then the other piece of news and note is that Morgan Burnett is going to be uh, retiring on a one-day contract with the Green Bay Packers. The 49ers just released uh, their offensive lineman, J- Jason Poe, as well. Uh, so just kind of going through some of these things. So anyway, that being said, that's that's where we kind of stand right now. Um, this is from uh, this is from Honey Badger. Honey Badger says, uh, "Love the secondary of the Green Bay Packers. They don't have a ton of depth, but this is going to be one of the top five. Book it." I don't. I don't doubt that. I I would agree with that. I look at put it this way: Jair Alexander and and I, there's two things I want to get into, and we will. I promise. But Jair Alexander coming back from injury, I think he is just loaded. He's he's ready to go. If you've listened to some of his his uh, you know media tete-a-tete, so to speak, and some of the discussion we've had about him from Mike Clemens, this guy's salivating to get back on the field and to kind of prove himself all over again. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think between Jair Alexander, Stokes taking that second second year leap, Douglas giving you the nickel, uh, we're waiting to find out about the rest of the secondary from Arjean Charles. Um, Case okay, so on Nixon is another one that's back there right now. Um, I and who knows who they who else they pick up if anybody at this point. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a really at least starting on paper is going to be really really good, really really good. Uh, I'm excited about the defense. Now, the one thing that I, I well I shouldn't say one. I think there's two things they have to improve. What I want to see them improve on get even more turnovers than what they did last year. And number two, scoring defense. Those two things get better, and I think that this team is going to be a, a runaway. I just do. I just I I don't know if they're Super Bowl bound, 
But when it comes to the regular season, getting to the postseason, I think they're going to be a runaway, and I think this defense could end up being top five. I'm not going to say, you know, the number one defense ranked in the National Football League because I think there's some pretty solid defenses out there. But I think that they could we, we could finally witness what it's like to have a defense that you can say, go get the ball back. Go stop somebody and get the ball back. And I think you can have confidence in saying that, at least as of right now. Knock on wood that it all materializes, but at least as of right now. Going to step away, take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers had practice yesterday. Rookie defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt, taken at the end of the first round out of Georgia, was getting chewed out by Jerry Montgomery, who's been coaching the defensive line the past seven years in Green Bay. Kenny Clark was asked on when players can expect to get yelled at, even in front of their teammates. I mean, if you do something, if you do something that's like unacceptable, you know what that is. And if you do something where, like technique-wise, where you something that you can correct. Uh, just finding yeah, find that fine line between all those things, but really just like what we want him to keep doing is just keep you know playing with effort, keep playing fast, don't slow down because you don't want to lose the the twitch and the quickness that he plays with. He plays with great quickness uh, when he does do all the stuff right. So you don't want to you don't want to lose that type of stuff. So yeah, I tell him to keep doing what he's doing, keep you know playing with the effort that he play with. Uh, play fast and, you know, you know, take the coaching, you know, take the, the stuff that, you know, the, the older guys are telling them. Just keep on improving on it. Love the process. Wide receiver Alan Lazard sat out the session. So did Mercedes Lewis. Robert Tunyon able to get some reps in at tight end. In the team drills, coming back from that torn ACL, and the Packers are releasing players to get down to 53. Tunyon was asked how players should carry themselves on a day where as many as 25 teammates are being let go. I mean, just staying positive in the locker room in general with all these guys and just you don't know who they're going to keep on the team so you want to keep it all positive you want to keep all those people reassured that they're doing well and just want them to get better so if they do end up on the team then they're helping us win a Super Bowl. That's Packers tight end Robert Tunyon in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Telling you for a while about JL Tire Service, uh, which is in Johnson Creek and in Watertown. If you're coming in on 94, heading west on 94, just above the highway there in Johnson Creek, great people. But uh, Lyle made uh, a big donation in many different ways yesterday to Fisher House, Wisconsin. They are philanthropic people, they do a lot of stuff for the high school out in that area, and uh, not to mention they just have terrific service, honest service. And whether you're going in for an oil change in your minivan or you're going to get the brakes repaired on your big rig and a tractor trailer, they can do it all. They have facilities for both as well. That's JNLTire.com, JNLTire.com, right off of 94, just north, right there in the Johnson Creek exit. And for those of you driving over the road, you know exactly where I'm talking about. Good people over there, Lyle and his staff, they're fantastic. That is JNLTire out in Johnson Creek. Um, coming up after the top, we got a lot uh, left to get to today. Uh, we're going to hear from inside the Green Bay Packers locker room, so that's all going to happen coming up in just a little bit. Tyler Goodson, Tipicalia as well. Uh, we're going to hear uh, their commentary, so that's uh, that's coming up here in a little bit. So got a lot to get to, uh, a lot to get to still today before uh, we – and that's keeping you up to date all throughout the afternoon on all the cuts that are going on regarding the Green Bay Packers as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if you want to chime in, 877-867-1670. Dean says, uh, how many guys in the defensive front do you think they're going to keep? Well, 
Dean, uh, Jerron Reed, Kenny Clark, uh, Devontae Wyatt, uh, you still have Chris Slayton is no more. TJ Slayton is there. Dean Lowry is there. So the cuts continue. Heflin uh, was cut cut loose. He's probably going to find his way to the practice squad. So you've got five that are right now up front, and which is a good rotation. It's a good rotation of guys. It's a good rotation of guys. So I'm I, I like what they have up front. I like the fact that they've got speed and they've got depth, which is solid. Speed and depth. And go back to go back to 2010 when you had all the down linemen, man. You had uh, uh, Ryan Pickett, you had B.J. Raji and Howard Green and C.J. Wilson, Cullen Jenkins, all those guys up front. You're able to rotate in that depth, and guys don't take a beating. Guys don't get uh, overwhelmingly tired. They don't have to play three downs all the time. When you can rotate guys in, that especially big-bodied guys, that's huge. That's huge. So when you've got that kind of depth, you're good to go. Uh, what else do we have here? This is from Jason who says, I really like Sean Ryan in the preseason. What do you think his role is going to be on this team? Well, his role right now is backup. He's going to be – him and Zach Tom are both going to be backups. If indeed Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari can start, then you've got John Runyon and Royce Newman, Josh Myers over at center, and those guys are going to continue to hone their craft, continue to get better. The, the best part about it is, again, going back to the opposite side of the ball, you've got depth and speed. You know, Yash Nyman, a very capable backup when it comes to the left tackle position. Sean Ryan, Zach Tom can play the tackle position as well. Originally drafted as a guard, has really kind of filled in nicely behind Elton Jenkins over at the right tackle position. Then you got Jake Hansen, who can also fill in Caleb Jones, uh, who is another name to watch. Um, so you've got guys right now that can uh, play numerous roles on that offensive line. And that's really what the Packers like. They have always loved versatile guys, versatile players, players that can play numerous positions, specifically on the fronts. So um, I, I feel good about where they're at. And now if, say, Bakhtiari can't go or it doesn't look good, if Elton Jenkins has a flare I mean, you know, obviously things can happen. But as we stand here today, I feel pretty good about where the Green Bay Packers are at in the trenches right now. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Thanks to our friends at Cunis RV and Cunis Automotive. My goodness, the things they have done for us. Make sure you see Cunis down at the Walworth County Fair coming up this weekend. But uh, they're going to have a big display there. But uh, Cunis RV, fantastic people covering all different lines, all different makes, all different models, and Cunis Automotive as well. Great people, philanthropic people. Good to have them on board. We certainly appreciate it. Stay tuned. Two more hours of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.